Long Life Health presents the Talk Thought Podcast. You're listening to the Talk Thought Podcast. another episode of the talk for podcast and if you've listened before you probably get the idea it's me just talking and rambling about interests of mine you know impulsive ideas waffling on all surrounded by certain a certain interest of mine um, a lot to do with the components in my long life health philosophy but if you haven't listened before welcome i hope this is some this can be some use to you and you can get some benefit from it rather than your everyday bullshit on the radio or something else you might do. But this is the beginning and the start of a series of episodes where I hope to break down individually each component in my HISS philosophy, H-I-S-S-T-S. Again, if you listened before, you're probably bored of me talking about that. I'm actually writing a book in detail, breaking down each one with a you know, a little more information on top to give to those as a basic guide and a manual to what I believe gets the best out of physical and mental existence, simplifies it, looks at self-improvement and intrinsic ideas rather than trying to get these things from external sources. It will all make sense. And if you are interested, there is a book I'm working hard on at the moment. I don't know what the final outcome will be. And I don't know whether anyone will pick it up. But for me, it's just like this podcast. It's a form and an outlet um, so I can express myself and just put it out there. But this is the beginning of a series where I break them down individually and starting with H, health. And I break health down into two different categories. So it's one component, but two different categories. And... I want to start on physical health. I will talk about mental health on a later episode. Just as important. But physical health, this episode. And I believe like the health, the word health is thrown around a lot. You know, you can't avoid the word health, health this. Everyone has a different idea of what health is. When you follow the mainstream marketing and media, health Physically, it's all about this ultimate aesthetic-looking body. You know, you've got to have these abs and these pecs, and you've got to have this... If you're a lady, you've got to have this squat bum and nice toned legs and a thigh gap. And you've also got to, you know, this is the new food in at the moment. This is the new food. This is, you know... For me, I'm really trying to get the everyday person, averagely life, you know... These media ideas portray an almost unattainable goal. And when people don't reach that goal, they can work like, you know, seriously hard on it. And when they don't reach that, it can damage a person's confidence and willpower to continue. There isn't really any goals for me. The way I see it is the whole process is progressively improving 
but having fun as you do it. Fun is the key point. You don't really want to feel like you're doing any work because then again, it's not sustainable. Another component in my philosophy, it's not sustainable. You want to make sure that it's fun and you're enjoying doing it. You can do it without feeling like, oh, I've got to go and do this. So that takes a little practice to get into because you need to build a a cycled routine where you're getting up and you're following a, you know, like a flexible daily or weekly routine or something where you at least have, you know, like a morning routine or an evening routine. It keeps you in check, keeps you cycled. Um, And whilst you're finding what it is that works for you in that process, just have fun with it until you settle and then whilst having fun doing whatever that exercise might be or whatever it is you're trying to um, achieve, as a consequence, you will reach physical health. And again, my idea is a bit different. So I think physical health is more about functionality, so stuff that's actually useful, than it's about um, cellular resilience. So your body is made up of cells. And through modern society, the foods and everything that are out there, the convenient foods and like the lifestyle everyone is on a rush. Let's eat this quickly, let's eat that. That's packaged. Nothing's, you know, to keep it simple, nothing is the farm fresh organic foods and nutritious um, vegetables and everything we need. Everything's convenient. So all that convenience food does damage to your cells and gives your body really no use. And down the line, it leads to problems. Mine's about focusing on the shortest time possible so break down a day what are you doing in a day then make the most out of that day and in terms of physical health what you're doing for your physical health you know activity wise I'd say activity rather than an exercise activity and nutritiously and then there's of course sleep and then a few other things but Generally, functionality. You don't need to, you know, it's all right going to the gym and if you're bodybuilding or something like that, getting quite big. But for me, again, for the everyday person, it might serve you an okay, all right, mediocre purpose for a short amount of time or maybe even a long amount of time. You know, you can uphold it for, you know, several years. But when we get older... It's unsustainable. We can't keep that big frame that we've worked so hard to build. So it's not really functional. It's not ideal and it's not realistic. My approach is more, you know, what's going to work, what's going to benefit you in every day and what's going to last a lifetime and support you when you're, you know, getting into old age. So things like bodybuilding where you're restricting movements and just pushing up and down or pulling up and down and doing you know the same chest and tries on a monday or i'm doing uh, i'm doing legs on a friday i'm doing these exercises the benefits you get from weight training are there you know they, there's certainly benefits of course to doing things like bodybuilding let's stick with that as an example but down the line, it causes you more problems if you're not doing properly. If you build up a frame, it's not so economical and you have to eat a lot to uphold that frame and you have to do a lot to uphold 
the the body you might have built yourself. And you've also only focused on one component of physical health, mainly just muscle building, you know, and some strength. Believe it or not, these big bodybuilders aren't really as strong as you'd think they are. They, um, they certainly are strong. But you're not really training strength. You get stronger, but you're training more for muscle building. And that's really all it gives you. And it can lead to more problems like uh, joint issues and it puts stress on your joints. So again, it's not functional and it doesn't serve you in a longevity sense. But what you do do, and how often, you know, you walk around and you look good, but how often does that help you in everyday tasks? Now, the only time this, I think, differs is if you are a particular individual that is earning an income from a specific thing. So you should focus on one thing in particular if that one thing in particular is your profession. So if you're a professional athlete, if you're a professional bodybuilder in this case, Go for it. You know, it serves your purpose. That is, you know, what you like to do is, is, is bringing you an income and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'm not, I'm not against that. Everyone's, again, everyone's an individual and everyone has their own everyday life. But if you're bodybuilding because you think that's just keeping you fit and healthy, <clears throat> it does to an extent a lot more than someone sat on their ass. But, you want to look out for your entire life and have as many benefits as possible. And don't just focus on that aesthetics, you know. What's the point of having a, a large, bulky frame if you can't scratch your back? You know, if you get a mosquito bite in the middle of your back, you're fucked. Because you're so bulky, you ain't got the flexibility to reach around and scratch your back or something stupid like that, and you stiffen up, etc., etc., etc. So in everyday life and situations... If you are, for some reason, you know, barged over or you twist your ankle, you're likely to, you know, cause yourself an injury. Whereas if you was to be in a daily practice of functional activities where you're moving around a lot and you're building up your body's resilience for all different types of situations, realistic situations with a lot more body work that has a lot more range of movement, these exercises that have a lot more range of movement, that serves more a functional purpose and it doesn't focus totally on muscle building. You gain so many benefits from doing things like, um, you know, movement training, even things like parkour, even um, gymnastic strength training is a fantastic one because you do build up the strength, the flexibility, the mobility, which in turn as a consequence obviously gives you flexibility gives you real strength that you use every day just from picking up everyday objects moving a sofa moving a bed you're not going to pull your back out you're going to be prepared for these situations again so you're having fun with these things you're having fun with these activities and then consequently they serve you and put you at a well above average level than the everyday person to just perform everyday tasks so that's functional if you're just a big bodybuilder, you know, you're not really, f- you're just, that's all you are. Yeah, you might be able to lift the bed comfortably or do this, but it doesn't cover a wide range of stuff you come across in a day. And of course, then when you look at it down the line, you're going to 
possibly, if you're not doing it correctly, stress your joints out, cause injuries. Um, not to mention the mass amount of food that you may be eating that causes your body cellular damage. And then, of course, if you are one of these people that for some reason feels that it's necessary to take steroids without being in competition, again, like some almost form of justification for it, then you're going to be, you know, damaging your body on a cellular level. So down the line, you're going to have to go, oh, shit, I've got to turn this around, rather than going throughout your life and then going, wow, I've built a resilient frame and structure, so I'm going to be a nimble, flexible, happy, uh, untroubled, as minimal as possible at least, untroubled old man or old lady. So that's really what I'm trying to get at. So my idea of physical health is more about functionality when it comes to exercise. When it comes to exercise, it's more about functionality and habits you have in your daily life. Whatever works for you, you include it. If you do prefer to have a, um, a uh, you know, like a full-blown structure, like Fridays I do this, Thursdays I do that, as long as you're having fun with it and you're following um, exercises and activities that serve a broader purpose, a functional purpose, so it works on all things like flexibility, strength, body weight, balance, um, it's... It doesn't make you more prone to injury, but it makes you more resilient to it. So it, it's more likely to prevent injuries. Things that are so much more beneficial. Um, and then uh, extending on that, extending on the physical side of things, there's also habits um, you can get into that aren't exercise-based. Just small habits that are good for your health and good for your body. When we talk about the physical body, certain things like saunas, regular sauna use is, and again, do your own extended research if you want to find out any more about this. Or, of course, read my book that will be coming out in the near future um, where I go into a bit more detail. But little habits and hobbies like using the sauna, having cold showers, just Temperature exposure can be dramatically beneficial to your health, your longevity, and everything else. And you're not really doing anything. You're, if you're stood in a shower, you're sat on your ass. And doing that a couple times a week, say in a sauna, for instance, if you do two 20-minute sessions, you know, with about a 20 to half an hour rest period in between, you know, to rehydrate, two 20-minute sessions in a sauna, don't push it, obviously, if you can't handle that. Um, get out if you feel faint and dizzy and all you know all the disclaimers and blah 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 but in general two of them maybe twice a week will do you the world of good so if you're paying for a gym membership and it's costing you quite a lot of money look to just get maybe a a pass or a month pass for I don't know a, a health spa someone that has you know like a sauna or something like that Save yourself some money and do your exercise in other places. You know, there's plenty of places. You don't need the gym and everything. Of course, if you're deciding to do activities in a gym, you know, like um, body weight, gymnastic strength training, as I said, or yoga, you're paying for stuff like yoga. The benefits that yoga has, again, it spreads across every other aspect in your life and it benefits so many more things than just, uh, you know, lift weights get big, uh, 
you know, road run, you know, improve your cardiovascular. It's not really broad enough, and it, it the um, the benefits don't outweigh the potential negative consequences of focusing on on just activities like bodybuilding and road running. But in general, that's, that's, that's again, I hope that highlights, you don't just have to think about what you do physical activity-wise, but physical habits you have. So like the temperature exposure and just having cold showers, just turn your shower cold, build yourself up to it, transition into it comfortably if you've never done it before. But just turn it on for up to a couple of minutes, you know, as cold as it can be, and look what that does for your life if you include that into your daily routine. And after you do for a while, it becomes subconscious, so you don't have to think about it anymore. So it becomes less of a stress. Then the other side of physical health is, you know, what you're ingesting, what you're putting inside your body to support your body. Now, I'll go into a lot of detail about this in the book. So again, if you want to read that, read that when that comes out. But generally, everything that's out there that's convenient and that's mass-produced and all this blah, 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 is doing more damage than good. We are designed to run on nutrients. Nutrients are the building blocks, they are the, the, the tools and everything we need to perform uh, chemistry with inside the body and do it properly. Every cell needs to be as fueled as possible. And our body runs and functions on nutrients. Now, the foods people generally eat now are just empty. There's no nutrition in them. We just run and run poorly on calories, I suppose. The word calories is just a measurement of, um, a unit of measurement for energy. I don't believe in um, having to count calories or anything in particular. Again, for the everyday person, you don't have to count calories and do anything becoming more in tune with your body and listening to your body and realising how you feel after certain foods, how a food's affecting your weight. That's the best way to do it. Again, it's just use that as a, re- a reference to progressively get um, to your baseline level, your happy, um, natural level. But with um, the foods that are out there, they're full of shit, packed full of shit and not only is it empty they come added with all these things that destroy ourselves so there's obviously left right and center everywhere you look nowadays this causes cancer that causes cancer this leads to diabetes in accumulation of all these things yes they cause those triggers don't be scared by one thing like one article says you know um uh all of a sudden you know red bull causes cancer you know, as an example, I don't know whether that's true, but take from it the fact the ingredients within that, the accumulation of drinking that all the time on a daily basis, on top of everything else, really ups your chances of getting cancer. It's never so um, black and white as Red Bull causes cancer. You know, you eat, if you drink a can of Red Bull, you'll instantly get a, a tumour on your ass. It's not going to happen like that. It's the accumulation of everything. And where the damage comes and why there's an epidemic of, you know, physical health crisis is because the accumulation of everyone's diet 
It's not only empty and serves no nutritious purpose, it comes along with all these bullshit added things to meet the requirements of everyday life. So it's mass-produced foods, it's foods with shelf life, and it's foods that, you know, are quick, cheap, convenient. You know, if you notice, if you're ever trying to eat healthy, it's a bit more expensive. You can do it intelligently, so it's not really any different, but in general, it's more expensive, which is a pain in the ass. And the everyday lifestyle of everyone... Again, the stresses of work and all the shit of family and kids and whatever your situation is, as if you're gonna you're gonna struggle to find time if you um if you're working so hard. So the quick option is to go to a fast food chain, is to buy crappy food in the cupboard all the time, to surround yourself with that. And even with your best intentions to change that, uh, to change that, the marketing and the media around it all leads you down a darker hole so even when you think you're doing good like diet this diet that diet that it's still empty bullshit and oftentimes it leads you down a worse situation because these of these artificial sweeteners that do directly link to cancer and everything on top of that when you're having it on a you know in in accumulation that becomes the bulk of your diet just bullshit and then You'll never be able to change that because you're not eating the right foods. You know, don't be too hard on yourself because that's the way the system we're in. It's really hard to break out of it. But once we do progressively, again, accept where you are, be happy, but progressively work to make better decisions coming out of it. So it's just simply one thing at a time, as much as you can do every day, a day at a time. And work into better habits where you're eating food that serves a purpose and you're moving away from it. Because it's incredibly difficult to do when you follow the cycle. Oh, I've had a really long day, a really long week. Let's just get here this week. Let's just get a, uh, a takeaway. Let's just do this. Let's get this bullshit food. I can't afford this this week. That food doesn't supply you with the energy and the feel-good feeling, you know, the sustenance, the sustenance that you require in order to actually focus and give you the energy to make a change it's a it's a horrible negative spiral that you can break out from but don't be too hard on yourself just if you are in that situation accept it and do everything you can to progressively work on it but before you do anything you do need fuel you need energy you need to feel good and you get fuel from food so you might have heard the term good and bad sugar what this basically means is uh if you uh sugar is um, carbohydrates. It's just a source of energy. So if you're comparing a uh, two slices of white bread and then an orange, for an example, say they have the both, they both have the same amount of sugar in. However, the bread is empty. It might had had have had a lot of added bullshit in to keep that on the shelf for a little longer and mass produce it, etc., etc. So it's empty and it does more damage than good. The orange, on the other hand, has 15 grams of sugar, but also comes packed full of nutrients, the obvious one being vitamin C. So what you want to do is focus on nutrient-rich food rather than, don't ever think about calories, focus on nutrients, you know. Um, and then, in turn, these basic principles, once you start following, you'll go, oh, Wow, I can feel a lot better. Oh, shit. I was in basically a mild hangover day in, day out. And, you know, you might think you get by, but it's not the point. 
You don't want to just get by and scrape by. You want to thrive. You want to thrive day in, day out and feel as best as you can. How far you take that is up to you. But I, but I generally say 90 to 95%. Um, and again, put that on a time scale that suits you best. 90 to 95% of a day, are you good? Or 90 to 95% of a week or a month? Follow that principle. So 90 to 95%, you're eating nutritious, rich food that serves you a purpose and really supports your body. And then if you wish, indulge in something that is less of a purpose. I wouldn't say indulge in something that does cause immediate damage, like um, you know, like a, a cigarette or something like, along those lines, or generally mass amounts of sugar in one intake, like a, a Coke or something. But that's what uh, I believe we need to be focusing on, is nutrients. So eating the best sourced foods from the best sourced ingredients, which is vegetables, uh, fruits, really cut down on the sugar because sugar is really what's ultimately making everyone fat. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail about the nutritious side of things, but it's, again, it's eating in a way that supports your body and not destroys it. This, for me, is physical health. Covering the activity side of things and getting into good habits that um, don't destroy you, but support you. So if you do that, you know, a couple times a week with a sauna, if you do, you know, two or three times a week, you do some gymnastic strength training or yoga or something similar, or even changing habits within, if you work at an office, sitting down is terribly bad for you, like... Sitting down isn't bad, but sitting down for an extended period of time is bad. Anything for an extended period of time is bad. So maybe just swapping little habits just to improve, you know, swap something you're doing for a certain period of time for something more beneficial. So if you're sat down, have a standing workstation or something like that. Just getting into these habits and making them part of your life. It's not hard work. It shouldn't feel like a chore. You just progressively work on it until this becomes your thing, your lifestyle. And then following that, you, you sort of begin to cover physical health and my idea of physical health. It's obviously a lot more complex, which is why I'm writing the book, but in general, you do that. And then once you do that, your physical body, once everything's looks after each other and it's in a good beneficial state everything else becomes easier so believe it or not the the healthier you are the easier it is to be healthy of course it sounds it sounds obvious but it is basically highlighting the fact if you're currently unhealthy it's going to be difficult at first but just accept it accept every situation you're in you can't change it you are in it fully take it on board and go, right, I am here. I am not healthy. I want to do better. And then just work on it the best you can. And then along that path, you'll fail and get setbacks. It doesn't matter because you can't do anything about them. Failure isn't failure. Failure is feedback. Just take it on board, take it on the chin and go, oh, all right, I can't get away with that. Or, oh, all right, this was too hard. I'll try this in a different way. Whatever it is, have a better outlook and just keep moving forward progressively move move forward 
once you get into the idea, if you don't let failure set you back and stop you and keep you stationary, which is so counterproductive, and you get into the habit of, oh, I failed today, I know what better to do tomorrow. If you get onto this mind frame, when you consider everything you're doing physically, you have a good day, then you have a good week, then you have a good month, and your time, the time spent doing stuff, just living, is so much more productive towards your physical health, rather than trying to do something every now and then, like, oh, I'm gonna go on this diet, or I'm gonna start this exercise not having enough to set it up and sustain it and then failing and not keeping at it and going, oh, I can't do it. I'm thinking negatively and staying stationary. It doesn't, it's not, there's no goals. It's just, a, it's just a progressive thing. There's never a finish line. There's never a finish line. You just keep going at it. And that's it really. Like, that's my idea of um, physical health is just covering those good habits and I suppose at the end of the day, like water is something I should address along with nutrition. You know, nutrition is eating nutrient-rich foods, dark leafy green vegetables, well-sourced proteins, loads and loads of healthy fat. Try and, uh, again, if you're, there's two ways to eat, uh, to gain energy. You can get it from carbohydrates or fat. When you eat fat, it forces you to eat more nutritious foods and you do a lot of good to your, um, your energy levels a lot more stuff towards your health if you're eating fat for energy. You can, of course, eat carbohydrates for energy. Um, but in general, stick to sweet potatoes. I'll just, I'll just label them sweet potatoes or yams, butternut squashes, and then vegetables and fruit. You know, don't go overboard on the fruit because, again, you end up having too much sugar. Um, but things like blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, um, and then vegetables like spinach, kale, pak choy, green beans, and proteins like wild, if you can get it, you know, wild-caught Alaskan salmon and, you know, grass-fed beef, and then start eating more healthy fats like um, uh, grass-fed butters and Start eating avocados. Eat a shitload of avocados. Start eating um, plenty of good coconut oil and MCT oil and all these things. Make them the bulk of your diet. And then occasionally, yeah, if you want to indulge in, you know, Ben and Jerry's or something. But then realise how it makes you feel and ask yourself if you can justify that feeling. What is your goal at the end of the day? Like, do you want to feel good or do you want to? you know, have that short-term mouth pleasure. Find the balance, find what works for you. But generally, water <clears throat> is another thing you should consider. I did do a whole episode on water if you want to go back and check that. But generally, the rule to take is be hydrated. Nothing functions properly without being hydrated. So for an everyday purpose and for your body to thrive, just stay hydrated. And like with any nutrient, with absolutely anything, try and get the best source of that. So the best source of beef, the best source of protein, everything, because... A carrot isn't just a carrot. An apple isn't just an apple. There's so many different ways. It, uh, you know, it helps or destroys your body. Look into just good sources of food. And water, for me, go for Evian. If you're drinking bottled water, um, unless you live near, near, unless you live near a natural spring, which unfortunately many of us don't, go for Evian or something. Um, has a high pH level and doesn't have any fluoride in it. And then sleep. Finally, sleep. 
So if your body is in a cycle, it's a cycle of everything. It's a cycle of what you do in that day and it's a cycle of what goes in goes on externally in your job, in your life, with your family, with your relationships, with your activities, hobbies. It's a cycle. Try and get into a good beneficial cycle that 90 to 95% of it does you a service in everyday life and looks out for your longevity. But also think about how you support it intrinsically and internally with, you know, of course, the food and everything. Um, and this is just on the physical side of things, like mental health expands on it a little bit more. But resting is incredibly important. To carry on and be continuous and sustainable with that cycle, you need to sleep well and you need to sleep consistently. And don't think about quantity. There's a lot of things you can do about for quality, you know. And I... If I haven't done it already, I'll do an episode on sleep in general. But again, it will also be ex- extended on in my book. But if you're interested in how to get 17, I think it was 17 good tips, read a book called Sleep Smarter. But sleep is so important. So if you think of your body doing this whole thing throughout a day, every day, and if you want to continue that throughout your whole life and support it and bring yourself into the next day even better than before, you really got to make the best out of sleep. So do that, get into a cycle, you cover all the grounds of really the physical side of things and watch what happens to your body of this, you know, this beneficial cycle you pull it into whilst having fun, whilst enjoying it, whilst learning, whilst not letting setbacks or failures or mistakes keep you stationary, just keep moving forward with it. And it's never a straight line, just remember that, I can't stress enough, it's not a straight line, it is up, down, it spirals, you do backflips, you you fall over, but just keep moving forward with it. Generally, that's my idea of physical health, the physical side of things. It covers a lot, it has a lot uh, broader view, that's how I tend to think about it, that helps the everyday, perp- uh, everyday person, it serves you an actual real purpose, builds up resilience, it helps you thrive as best as you can, as much as we're supposed to. And it looks out for your future. It looks out for tomorrow. Hence my slogan, optimize the present, support your future. The last thing you want to do is wait around and wait for a health scare like a heart attack or diabetes or something along those lines to kick you up the arse enough to start changing your lifestyle then. No progressively work into a better one so you prevent all these things down the line or at least dramatically increase your chances of not having them but i hope that um it's beneficial to you that's my idea of physical health again this is a series where i'll break down each component in my his philosophy i will talk about mental health next and then i'll go on to talk about my idea of integrity and its importance surroundings, serenity, time management, and sustainability. Once you focus on all of these in a day progressively and you start to get them in line with each other, which takes time, you will really thrive as a person. You are your own unique little imprint on the world, existence, life, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Make 
the best of it, reach your potential, because no one will do it for you. I hope that helps. It was a bit long, 36 minutes or so, I can't. Verbal diarrhea, that's what I have. Um, tune in to the next episode. This helps. Give me some feedback, as always. Look forward to um, releasing the book and maybe getting some feedback on that as well. I'm currently over 10,000 words on the first section. I haven't even finished. But maybe it's just going to be, again, a form of expression for me. But blah, blah, blah. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the mental health episode. Safe. Thank you.